Yeah, what's up, Cubs Nation? Woo! World, how about that? Champion Chicago Cubs. Something I never ever thought that I would say in my lifetime. And Ivan, I really have to hand it to you. Your your faith in this team. I don't know if I've ever seen someone with so much faith in their team. I mean, I they, this team just didn't quit. And it was really a shame somebody had to lose because two so evenly matched teams. But, wow, one of the best games of baseball I think I have ever, ever seen. Uh, I would agree. Um, and thank you for the shout-out, Rob. But, honestly, for me it came from a place of, and I, I get, I saw so much extreme fandom on the Internet, on Twitter, um, and, uh, sorry, and I'm seeing even extreme fandom right now in the chat room, so... To all of you that have me on mute, I'm going to say whatever I want because you put me on mute. Um, <laughs> you know, it, let me make sure you can see that logo real good. Honestly, there. like these guys weren't ready for this for this stage for the big time. They weren't ready. My dad kept saying after game four, he was like, "Well, what are they going to do to fix this?" And I kept seeing people online saying, "What are they going to do to fix this?" Guess what? If they had lost game five. They were just going to come back next year and play baseball a little bit wiser, a little bit older, a little bit more seasoned. You know? No, it's true. And that's why I never lost I, faith, uh, because I was just happy to, you know, be enjoying the World Series with the Cubs, no matter what happened. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. And I, I think a lot of people were right there along with you. Um, man, baseball is a game of, you know, you've we've all heard the term Monday morning quarterback, but Chris man... Bird. I uh, I am just so glad they pulled this off because I don't think I don't think Joe Madden could have handled an entire winter of being asked the same question, uh, you know, every week, every day, every hour of why he pulled Kyle Hendricks when he did. But uh, hey, it it doesn't even matter at this point. Um, after Theo Epstein's bender is done, I think uh, he clearly is going to go find some additional bullpen help. And uh, this team will be right back in contention. But, uh, you know, watching, I, I think one of the greatest things of all was Budweiser's commercial. Uh, Harry, they did it. Uh, that was just phenomenal. I mean, that was so much more than simple marketing and advertising. And, uh, I mean, I'm coming at you live right now about an hour and a half southeast of what is clearly, uh, you know, Wrigley Field East, yeah. I guess. I mean, it was crazy there last night. When they put that stat up that 80% of the tickets sold uh, for that game came from outside of Ohio, I was absolutely stunned. But you could, it was evident with the crowd. Yeah, you could hear it just through the TV. It was, uh, you know, I'm, that was shocking. But... Hey, that's the way that Cubs fans show up. I mean, history in the making. Um, you know, after a victory like that, I'm not going to make any three to one jokes about uh, Cleveland, um, you know, or anything like that. But again, just the way that the stadium showed up for the Cubs, I think that that just shows what this team was to that city and what this team can be to that city for years to come. So I'm sitting here laughing because I, I am. I, I won't expose you entirely, but I'm going through the text messages I've gotten from you over the last three games. 
Oh, <laughs> and there's some great stuff in here. <laughs> you, some. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I was like, I oh man. Existed. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, at one point, I complete. I was like, well, they they blew their chance when when Rajay Davis hit that two run homer to tie it up. I'm like, that's it. I've seen the I've seen this story before, and uh, but you never wavered. And like I said, I'll I'll be the f- absolute first to admit it. And uh, so, yeah, I was really, really happy for you. But uh, anyway, uh, back to our regularly scheduled program. You're watching GoGTS Live, the Javi's Web Show for November 3rd, 2016. It's episode 29. That guy, you know him, you love him, is Ivan Lovegren. I'm Rob Bertrand. We'll be your host for the next hour and a half or so. Uh, We've got a great show planned for you tonight, as always, I hope. Uh, We're going to take a peek at a pretty cool couple of case breaks that Mojo did of Leaf Memorabilia Vault. Uh, you know, uh, one of those products I can't afford, so I like to live, uh, you know, vicariously. And while we won't get a first-hand look at this per se, we'll do it by proxy. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, hobby happenings, including a follow-up to a story we did last week. Um, some pretty big news um, coming out about a license this week. Uh, MLBPA related, uh, hot in the shop, and special guest this week is Steve Grad, uh, that guy from Pawn that Stars, guy from Pawn Stars. Uh, who for years was uh, the lead authenticator over at PSA, uh, but has been snatched away uh, to start Beckett's own authentication services program, so we'll talk to him about that. And uh, we're going to announce the October prize pack winner, and we'll show you uh, the November prize pack I put together and you loved it. You wanted it back. I'm happy to say it's back. We're going to play some more trade or no trade. And we'll be looking for four participants for that later. And if there's one moral to the story that we learned from last time, it's that there is no moral to the story. You just got to go with your gut. That's right. Um, I uh, I was leaving some space open. There was a chance we were going to have uh, bench warmer on um, at the top of the hour in our normal guest slot. So I was kind of holding that. But at the same time, I told you guys we we're trying to get Steve Grad last week. He was under the weather, so things are a little bit mixed around. Um, Joe, are we going to go with Bree? Or are we going to wait a little bit? Okay. Um, so yeah, we're going to announce the winners here sooner, sooner than we normally would. Uh, but you know, just to kind of, um, I mean, the big news obviously is, is the Cubs victory. And if you paid any attention to Twitter today from any of the hobby media outlets, blow up buzz Beckett, um, they were keeping you fully abreast today of all of the numerous, Uh, opportunities there are for i mean there's a difference between merchandise and collectibles so be careful uh you guys are all pretty educated and well enough to know that but uh anything that says limited edition isn't going to be collectible if you're looking for a keepsake uh that's exactly what it's going to be it's not going to appreciate in value down the year down the years just because it you know is a cubs it's attached to a 
Cubs World Series, the first in 108 years. But uh, there was definitely some spikes being reported in uh, some of Ben Zobra's cards, uh, Kyle Schwarber's cards. Uh, who knows what kind of room is left on Brian's. David, what David do, Ross, his 2002 Upper Deck SP. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I, if there's one guy you can really be happy for, it, it definitely is David Ross. I mean, home run in his last game, but that guy's going to be back after you oh, spend some time with family. Really? I think you're going to see a Ben. Oh. I, no, oh, not playing. Okay. I think you're going to see him. He'll, he's going to make a great manager someday. Um, I think that goes without saying almost. He's he, he's done playing. Yeah, that's I was sure. going to say, don't, uh, don't uh, you know. I don't know. He's not one of that. T- I wouldn't be surprised if Big Poppy comes back. It's like a thirty-five million just to play home games only. But uh, yeah, I don't think that David Ross will be coming back to swing the bat. Chris Bryant. Two people really impressed me um, in the media as far as reporting went and commentary. Oh, don't say uh, it. I, I, I thought A Rod uh, was great, and I thought John and I thought John Smoltz okay. was great. At least you didn't say the second one that I thought you were going to say. But A-Rod, here's my issue with A-Rod. Now, maybe it's because I come from an acting background and, you know, those who can't do teach. Uh, But watching him, I'm sitting there thinking nine times out of ten, I'm like, he's reading from the teleprompter and he's reading it really poorly. Even if... I didn't get that at all. I thought he had some, some great insight. And whether that came from from research notes, uh, I don't know. I didn't get that that in, that impression at all. Multiple times, multiple times here. But um, before I equate it to any uh, any of our current uh, candidates that we'll all be going into a vote booth for next Tuesday, let's uh, let's switch topics. Huh? All right, fair enough. Well, it is time to bring on our. Fantasy, the GoGTS Live Fantasy Football Commissioner, <laughs> Bree Priest, to the program. Boy. Welcome, welcome back, Bree. How are you, Bree? Is that is that an award winning dog that's with you? You guys won. He won this time. Oh, that's exciting. Sorry for those of you who don't. You guys might remember that Bree took off a couple weeks ago to attend a, or last week to attend a dog costume competition. So, all right, winner, winner. He's a he's a winner in my book. So there you there you go. Come make a quick guest appearance. So hi. That's awesome. What's his name? (laughs) Too funny. Paisley. Ah, Paisley. Well. And he's been cursed with having to be a Charger fan as well. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we have a um, to run down the NFL Week Eight Go GTS Live Fantasy Football winners. 
Uh, I have not gotten, we had communication with Tracy Hackler, but I have not gotten a package. So I know I still owe week seven and we'll be owing week eight. We were hoping to get a list of of what that's going to be. With Prism football having just dropped, I I have a sneaking suspicion we could be seeing some Prism our way. But again, all prizes come courtesy of Panini America, the exclusive trading card manufacturer of the NFL and NFLPA. And with that, I'll turn it over to you, Bree. All right, so this week we kind of uh, did something a little different again. Um, We are going to have our top three league scores, and then we are going to have um, our top three most QB passing yards. So to start off in first place, who actually had the highest league score and most passing um, yards by Derek Carr, which is not my favorite quarterback, but he did pretty (laughs) good this week. Uh, he had 513 yard, yard passing yards this week, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, that goes to Desid and Confused, and that's Robert Boteo. Robert, sure, close oh. enough. And and no, Robert, you don't get two boxes. You just get the no. league winner box. You're just you just get the extra bragging rights there. Oh man, my chat wasn't going, so I don't know. Is is I missed all the Paisley talk. Um, but yeah, so Robert, say hi in chat. Let us know that you're there. Oh, there you are talking. Actually, Robert he's Portello. blocked because he there just said A Rod was excellent. So, um, so yeah. But Robert, Robert's there saying hi. Yeah. So I'm wait. I'm confused. So he had the so, and correct me if I'm wrong. And I might be playing devil's advocate just a little here, Bree. So don't take it personally. But um. Isn't it almost by default that like most passing yards would equal most points? I'm just confused at this point, I guess. Um, you would you would maybe think so, but um, that's not necessarily true. Okay, all right. Well, so do we have? For instance, the second the second uh, the second highest um, quarterback with passing yards was Kirk Cousins, and not a lot of people have Kirk Cousins on their team, so. You don't see as many winning teams. Gotcha. Like that. Good good point. So uh, okay, so Dazed and Confused is winner number one. Rob's in the chat room. He said hi. Um, who's winner number two? Second place um, is RG three and out, and that's Joe Raniak from League Four, and he had 129 points this week. Joe Raniak. I think he's won, like, almost every week. Yeah, League 4 needs to step it up a little bit. Um, <laughs> Joe, are you in the chat room? I haven't been able to see you in the chat room for a bit because I haven't been looking at the chat room because I've been staring at Paisley. So, Joe, let us know if you're in the chat room tonight. <laughs> uh, we didn't get an email from him, did we, Rob? Right? No, I'll tell you who we did get an email from gotcha. when it's time. Okay. So then uh, number three, RG number three. Number three um, this person also had the third highest amount of points and also had Derek Carr on their team, and that is hashtag blocked by Schefter and Barry, and that's from League Six, Greg Hager. Greg. Congratulations, Hager. Greg. <laughs> Excellent. I like that. <laughs> oh, there's Joe saying thanks. Um, so I'll bet you, I feel like Greg, Greg was actually messaging us on Facebook earlier today. He said he'd be in here early to watch the show, so he should be in there. So 
Um, all right, so those are our three top scores. So what's next? What do we do next then? How are we doing this? Okay, so um, since our second thing was having the most quarterback passing yards, um, there were two other teams that had Derek Carr on them. And so how I separated from fourth and fifth place is whoever had the most team rushing yards was the tiebreaker. So um, fourth place is the Bears, and that's Kyle Graff from League One, who had Derek Carr, and he had 180 team rushing yards. He may not be there. He emailed us ahead of time. Okay. Okay. Cop out. Um, so then uh, the next person that had Derek Carr on their team um, is fifth place, and that's Mr. Iversbird Bard's Iced Tea Lemonade. And that's Matthew Rivers from League Four, and he had Derek Carr with 120 team rushing yards. All right. Then finally, for our sixth place, we went to our next highest quarterback passing yards, which was Kirk Cousins, as I mentioned earlier, who threw for 458 yards this last week. Um, so there were two people that had Kirk on their team. But going to the tie break with most team rushing yards, the winner is for sixth place is uh, Wacko for Flacco, and that's Oz Sports Fan from League Three. Uh, he had Kirk Cousins with 190 team rushing yards. All right. Well, congratulations to all of our winners. Is he there, Ivan? Um, I've seen everyone in the chat so far, though I don't know if Matt said hi since this happened, but he was there five seconds ago. Um, except for Oz. I have not seen Oz in the chat. Was Oz dipping out? He's too busy opening Gabba Gabba Blasters. What's Oz's real uh, name? Oz? I don't know. Oh, okay. It's not Craig no, Walton? No, it's not Craig Walton. I got an email from a Craig. And, okay. But thank All you, right. Craig, for assuming the worst. We hope that you were able to tune in or that you are able to watch on repeat on YouTube at youtube.com slash live now. Chris Bryant. <laughs> well, Bree, thank you as always. I just wanted to let everybody oh, know uh, we experimented for the last couple of weeks, mixing it up a little bit. Uh, but from now to the end of the year, we're going to go back strictly to league winners. And so... Uh, there you have it. Uh, we wanted to just uh, see if we could give more people an opportunity to win. And um, so we will resume league winners. And then what's the tiebreaker? Uh, if there's two people in one league that are tied, what's the official tiebreaker, Bree? Um, it's most QB passing yards. Most QB passing yards. Two people, okay. two people in the same league wouldn't have the same quarterback. So... Hmm. Gotcha. That's an easy one to figure out. <laughs> right. So I hope I teased Fair that enough. a little bit today, guys. But uh, you know, we were looking at the numbers some, and I, you know, we were too much work, especially Bree having to go through and add up all the rushing yards for every team in the tiebreak. So thank you, Bree, for doing all that work and commissioning. Hey, now that now that the Cubs have won, it's you know everything can just resume back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> There is no, there's a new normal now. Yeah, we yeah. live in a now day and age where the Cubs are World Series champions. Will be born into that world. Though I do have to. I, well, I I mean I love Oz. He's a good friend, but he's not. I don't think he's in the chat right now. 
I'm sure people on Twitter are probably like reaching out like, Oz, where are you? Get in the chat. Did he email at all? Uh, no, he didn't. So do we have to go to was, a backup? Looks sounds was like there it. a backup? I do have a backup. Um, so as I had mentioned, there were two people that had Kirk Cousins on their teams. Um, so the next person would be um, Marshawn Lynch's Speed Academy, and that's Jason Rocco from League Two. And he had Kirk Cousins and 140 team rushing yards. I had a pretty solid feeling because actually because of the lag, like the second I said that out loud, I looked in the chat room and Jason himself asked, which team lost the Cousins tiebreaker? So I was like, oh, I wonder if that's Jason. That's really funny. So uh, I think Jason is in the chat room and I don't know. I love Oz, but uh, I think he wasn't here. Has Jason won before this season? I don't know if he has or not. I can't keep track of who's. His name doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> oh, don't say that, Bree. He met you at the National, and he was your super friend. <laughs> no, his his team name, like calling a weekly winner every week. I I don't I don't remember saying Marshawn Lynch's speech. We're Academy sorry, before. Jason. Bree forgot about you. No. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so Oz will survive. Uh, oh, someone else just said that same thing in the chat room. I, I've got my own teleprompter. I'm teasing A-Rod, and my teleprompter is just the chat room now. <laughs> nope, no wins yet. My prize from last... Wait, okay. Um, so yeah, so sorry, Oz. You can enjoy your Yo Gabba Gabba Blaster, but Jason... Uh, so Jason, Matthew, Kyle, Greg, Joe, and Robert. I saw you all in here. Um, email us at the show, gogtslive at gogts.net. Mention your week and you're a fantasy football winner because Bree said you are. And yes, for the sake of all <laughs> of our sanity, uh, we thank everyone for allowing us to um, mix it up and try our best to be fair to everybody. But we also all think that it's fair for Paisley to pick the winners next week by choosing the top scorer in every league. <laughs> Very good. Well, Bree, thank you again. And uh, I know you're going to be uh, possibly with us next week, possibly not. So if we don't talk to you, uh, have a good week. And if we do, well, then we'll just do this again. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, you guys. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. All right. So uh, recapping, if you don't remember, GoGTSLive at GoGTS.net is the email address. Shoot us your email. Uh, Joe has to uh, exit our guest and switch gears here. Um, and what we're going to do is we're, when, uh, when Joe's ready to roll, we're going to uh, show you a, uh, it's like a, I don't know, six or eight minute video. Of, Vicarious uh, living. Two yeah, two cases of Leaf Memorabilia Vault. I thought this was pretty cool. And some unique stuff came out of here. And so that you get an idea of the value, uh, if it was there or not, and you can be a judge for yourself. They were selling slots for uh, $119 a piece. And I saw other uh, another place doing it for $122, another place doing it for $120. So right in that, that range. Uh, you can get in on a spot if you want, and definitely some items that uh, certainly paid for their slot, uh, as you will see. 
Also, if you're in League 6 or League 2, I can't even remember what league I'm in, but I'm still waiting on someone to give me just a valid trade for Antonio Brown. Or Antonio Bryant? I don't even know his name. I was wondering how long this would take up. In my Twitter feed on for that I... Not my personal one, but for, for work, Golden Auctions just tweeted... Cubs final out baseball may fetch $3 million if ever sold. <laughs> Is that because it was in Rizzo's that's, back pocket? That's their, pre, yeah, that's their pre-auction estimate if it ever comes to fruition. <laughs> All right, so without further ado, um, and we'll be watching this with you, uh, roll clip as they say, Joe. What is going on, everyone? Here I am. I'm standing up because this is a big case. It's Leaf Vault number one. Just came out today. I think there's a few spots left in number two, and if we get enough interest, maybe we'll do some more tonight. Wow, helmet and a bat. All right, so we'll see what we got. I'll start with a bat. It's Jason yes. Hayward. <laughs> yes. Adirondack Rollins model. Adirondack Pro model. Jason Hayward, hey, if they win today. Game used, but no nicks on it whatsoever. <laughs> Livion Bell. Full size yellow Steeler helmet. That's pretty sweet. Ooh, nice. Livion Bell. So this product actually comes in a giant case, huh? Oh, it's like, huge. This might be 72 Dolphins. Jim Langer. Jim Langer. Signed Dolphins jersey. I'm trying to hide this next. I don't want you guys. I don't want to give away the next stuff. Tough. We'll do that. Langer signed Dolphins jersey. Hope Solo signed soccer jersey. Wow. Hope Solo or Han Solo, but I think it's Hope Solo. Yeah, you don't no, see much no. of that. It actually says it on the tag. Hope Solo, and these are not game used or anything, but it's a signed soccer jersey. Ooh, this is cool. Guys having a phenomenal year. Drew Brees autographed Saints wow. jersey. Wow. I said it first, Doug. Like I said, <laughs> I mean, $119 for this Drew spot. Drew Brees a couple happy autographed already. Saint jersey. Oh, I did call this one. Frank Thomas, autograph baseball. Ooh. No inscription on that. I know one. you like that, Rob. This is break number one. Kevin Not quite Bacon. Not quite $119 on that time. What movie stuff. is that from? That's Footloose. The, uh, a young Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Sliding through in the socks. 
Tom Glavin, PSA DNA yeah. photo on the Mets. All right, it's footloose. See, that just shows you my knowledge on Kevin Bacon movies. <laughs> Ooh, I got to see. Wow. Jewel Auto, Troy Aikman, oh, Emmett nice. Smith. 16 wow. by 20. Look at that. That's sick. Wow. That is cool. Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith. For a minute, I thought it was PSA Romo DNA. Elliott, and I was like, oh, no. One quarterback off. Yep. Like a 16 by 20. Yeah, look at the size of that. Also, thing. Jason, I have never seen the movie Footloose, so. My daughter would absolutely love this. Aw. Let it go. <laughs> Adina Manzel autographed Frozen poster. That's a couple hundred 20. bucks right there. Adina Manzel. And I think she sells God, is that well. what I have to look forward to, Rob? As Elsa. Are you well, for I sure don't know if they're girls? girls or boys yet, but I... Ooh. Watch it. You wouldn't believe Javi this stuff. Javi Hernandez signed Nike jersey. I don't know. That might be a game jersey. X-A-V-I. That's an authentic Nike jersey. PSA DNA. Is it game? No, there, there's the auto. Chavi Hernandez. That's pretty cool. Ooh. So is this case number two or three? Hulk Hogan NWO oh, shirt. I'd wear that. <laughs> We'll exactly. Doug's thinking the same thing. He wants to wear it while he breaks. That song used to come out to, man. Voodoo Child. <laughs> Hollywood Hogan for life, brother. That's awesome. Look at that. Hollywood Hogan for life. And got some hockey action. Gary Cheevers. There you go, Joe. Hockey jersey. Looks like for the Bruins. Cheevers. I'm too tall for this. Or this ain't you. Andres Inesta signed cleat. Wow. Full cleat. PSA DNA. That's sick. You guys got a small foot, though. If they knew who that was. <laughs> Andres Inesta. <laughs> He's a pretty big name in soccer. I know that. Dude, this stuff, this I soccer mean, no you Chris stuff, Bryant. sells for a lot. This dude's a World Cup star right here. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger now we're talking. Book. Total Recall. Another set. I'll be back. Oh, dude, these items. This is probably the best one based on how much these sell for. Where's the autograph? Oh, boy. Oh, oh dude, okay. look at that. Where's it signed at? There it is. 
<laughs> yeah, this based on what these items sell for, this has been the best one so far. Henry Jordan cut a uh, uh, check. I don't know. Is that Michael's dad? Yeah, the way that this was done was just a. They randomed the participants, random the. The items and then matched them up. I died in seventy-seven. The Packers Hall of Famer yeah. that check was the guy died Archer in seventy-seven. Stuff that's fun. The Archer Cat. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Signed. Wow. I know there's some celebrities on there. Yeah, it should be John Benjamin, Jessica Walters. Ooh, Sharon Stone. A young Sharon Stone. This is a sweet. With her hand over her breast. Yeah. Autographed 11 by 14, PSA DNA certified. And another old school Al Pacino signed photo. He sells for a lot. Wow. Al Pacino... 11 by 14. It's 11 by 14. And a Ray Allen signed 11 by 14. PSA DNA for the Celtics. That's interesting. So that's, yeah, that's a, that's a fun product. I love, I mean, you yeah. just never know what you're going to pull out of there. And uh, some again, this stuff. was the I, I, I Leaf Memorabilia Vault, it. which we touched on last week. Essentially, Leaf going into their vault and pulling stuff out that they thought would fit into this product. And uh, you know, that's that's what you saw is su such a wide variety. Um, cut auto from a Hall of Famer that passed away over thirty years ago. Yeah, I mean, and full, full check, you know, people talk about, well, sometimes, some people would rather have the memorabilia, some would rather have it as, as a cut. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you've got World Cup stars in there, celebrity, pop icons. So, yeah, we'll be good, Joe. You ready to roll? Uh, we're going to switch gears here in just a second. Uh, we got about 10 minutes before Steve Grad joins us, so we do have a couple of uh, news and notes to talk about uh, that I thought were kind of interesting, in including a follow-up to the story we talked about um, last week. We'll get to that in just a second. But, uh, yeah, a couple of things happening mm -hmm. in the hobby, as we say. And one of the big pieces of news was that the um, first up, the owner of Rittenhouse Archives, uh, who is a entertainment trading card manufacturer, they do Star Trek and James Bond, and the only real rival to Cryptozoic, although they have totally different licenses. Uh, so they've each carved out a, a nice niche for themselves. Uh, Steve Sharendoff of 
Rittenhouse archives. He's dabbled in sports at times. He does the WNBA set every year. Uh, He did a very nice uh, Indy Racing League set a few years ago. Uh, When we had him on Cardboard Connection Radio, I asked if he'd ever do a racing set again, and he said no. It was just a (laughs) a total nightmare to produce, which I thought was interesting. But uh, he's a big baseball fan, and it's been a goal of his to combine trading cards and fantasy baseball. And so he spun off a company called Honus Bonus Honus Bonus Fantasy Baseball Game Cards. And they are going to be releasing in March of 2017. The first series is going to consist of 500 current Major League players. Each card is going to have like a unique scratch-off to participate in monthly and season-long prizes or games. They're going to have over... um, Numerous prizes ranging from $100 to $5,000. It's going to have a dedicated website called HonusBonus.com. If you go there right now, it just says coming, you know, March 2017. Uh, There's no fee to enter a roster, so, you know, buying the cards is good enough. Uh, Again, it's fully licensed by the MLBPA, so Evan uh, Kaplan, Licensing and Business Development Director, is fully behind it. Uh, Those of you uh, who've attended industry summits might know Evan. He's been uh, a guest speaker, keynote at times. Uh, So each game entry is going to consist of 30 players, uh, 13 pitchers, 6 outfielders, 2 of each of the infield positions, a catcher, and a DH. Uh, all your typical stats for hitters and pitchers. And so the only thing, um, there's going to be a collectible element above and beyond the cards themselves. There are going to be silver foiled etch parallels, unique milestone cards, and surprisingly, you're going to find some hand-drawn sketch cards as well. And all of those bonus cards contain uh, unique scratch-offs. Uh, codes as well to play the game. They'll be standard size, eight cards a pack, twenty-four packs a box. Uh, retail price three ninety-nine a pack. So this is uh, an interesting, you know, mix of trading card games and and baseball cards. And yeah, it'll be really, um, you know, just reading the details. Really interesting to see how it integrates online and what the platform is like. Um, I'm also curious if. Uh, Oh, horrible job doing my show notes before the show. Um, there's another digital trading card app. We talked about it, Rob, like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, briefly in person. Um, but it's got Star War or Star Trek, and it's got um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, oh yeah, Ryan yeah. Cracknell. Was um, so anyway, so I'm just curious if it'll be on that like a similar platform to that. If if they have anything to do with Star Trek uh, being digitally out there, since they have the Star Trek physical license, um, or really what the format will look like. I mean, that's what we're all curious, especially. Uh... Well, I guarantee you one thing. I guarantee it. Come March, upon this product's release, if not shortly before that, we'll have Steve on the show. And we can ask them all that stuff. Yeah, but it's also very cool to hear that MLBPA is looking for ways to expand opportunities for both collectibles and interactive gaming. I like like both of those. I don't know about you, but I like them. 
Absolutely. Uh, 22 different cash prizes, uh, including a, a grand prize of five grand. Uh, so money to be had. Can't beat that. And he promises that it will be highly interactive and competitive. So congratulations to Steve Cherendoff, um, a new entry into the MLBPA uh, cardboard market. So that was uh, some pretty big news that popped earlier in the week. If you want to find out all the details about this, more than what we've gone over, uh, just do a search on our website, uh, gogts.net. Rittenhouse Archives acquires MLBPA license. Next up, you might remember last week uh, we went through a PowerPoint based on an article that was... Uh, published in the Dallas Morning News and had quotes from an investment analyst and regarding putting, you know, a lot of wealthy people putting money into hard assets, which included mm -hmm. vintage baseball cards. And this week uh, on our Hobby Musings um, article on GoGTS.net, Kelsey Schroyer had an opportunity to talk with Reed Kosoka of he's the director of acquisitions for baseball card exchange which specializes in unopened um, mm -hmm. material and vintage cards and he had some quite poignant things to say to refute that article in fact he he knew the exact article in question and so to kind of do a a whole point counterpoint thing i'm not going to take up uh whole lot of time you can read this article for yourself but I, I thought it was pretty interesting um, he says here that so Kelsey poised the question there's speculation that hard assets like vintage blue chip baseball card values are overinflated as a result of years of record low interest rates. How does your company protect itself from such a potentially drastic market correction? And Reed said, I read that article you're referring to, and I think the writer was reaching quite a bit when looking for a way to compare investing in cards to investing in the stock market. A big pet peeve of those who make their livelihood from the sports collectibles industry is when writers fail to accurately portray what our hobby is really all about and publish stories filled with inaccuracies and half-truths. The majority of collectors who are buying and selling cards and doing so are doing so based on their desire to collect and are driven by emotion and not an over-undervalued assets equation and how it relates to the Fed setting interest rates. The writer was simply trying too hard to find the statement to wow. support his conclusion. And he elaborates even further. Yeah. So when I said that he had some, some definite points to, to refute what we talked about, uh, there you go. Now you've seen it from two different sides, including a well-respected person uh, in the industry. So I thought that was a, a fabulous job and a fantastic read if you uh please take the opportunity and read the full interview it's really yeah. good stuff and we Kelsey need um, this one out of the park i wish there was a way if you go to gogts.net it's on the front page right now right because people are asking for the link in the most chat. most likely technically it's been like a slower my chat's on a different one and 
you know you're not even you're you got three cameras running anyway so but if you go to gogts.net it's very easy to find this article it's right up there near the top um, hobby musings with Kelsey Schroyer um, yeah and he goes on with even more fire in this article I'll leave it for you to read but um, but I do find that interesting because while I agree with him isn't that also true of any collectibles industry I feel like art is the same way it is driven by emotion but that creates a market that has measurable I, I, metrics. No, I think that's absolutely true. Um, whether it's art, stamps, anything that you have a passion about uh, that also includes a tangible asset, there's going to be not only emotion to it, but there there is inherently going to be the feeling that what... <laughs> What you're buying, you hope, it has mm -hmm. some worth, you know? I mean, it, it goes back to that question that was asked on the guest post uh, last week, you know, since when did collecting become all about making a profit? And while I certainly understand that, um, I don't, you know, there's things that I buy that I just want in my collection that I know aren't going to be worth any more than I paid for them ever and might actually be, you know, less when it's time to actually, you know, part with it. But I'm okay with that because I simply want it in my collection. There's other things that I've made an investment in that I hope, you know, my kids can, you know, have the prosperity of, of seeing some value return card. on that. Right here. Um, so... <laughs> so I certainly understand uh, both sides of the equation. Uh, just to give everybody a rundown of what's going on the rest of the show, we're going to bring Steve Grad on from Beckett in just a couple of minutes. Uh, after that, we'll be hitting up uh, a pretty cool Hot in the Shop, some uh, real fun products, and uh, hitting up Trade or No Trade. We'll be looking for four people. Uh, Ivan will be uh, selecting some people from the mm -hmm. audience to participate. Also, um, oh, sorry. Yeah. And, well, I was just going to say, um, no, go ahead. thank you, Daniel. Uh, Angry Card Collector did uh, throw that particular link in there. But also um, our Twitter uh, handle, GoGTSLive, usually is up to date. Uh, we got James working behind the scenes, the asset. Thank you, James. Um, so you, if you're following along on Twitter from your phone, uh, you can also find the links there so that you can read while you watch. Chris Bryant. So are you going to treat yourself to anything to uh, celebrate? I Ivan? wish. I just I don't see it happening realistically. Um, you know, there was that $149 set that has one autograph in it that you don't know who it is. Um the tops is putting out. There's lots of tops now. I've I've seen some secondary market prices. It was how much was how much was, was that forty nine ninety nine for the set. It was one forty nine ninety nine if you wanted the set with one guaranteed auto. Ooh, uh, yeah, well, as a collector who would there's only one player in that entire thing that I wouldn't like. Um, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't call it a gamble so much as something in my own interest. But you know, I I went in, I went big at the national this year by buying two jumbo boxes of 2014 Bowman 
uh, from Blowout Cards, and I've still got, I, I wish I should have thought to have it near me, but I put it in a closet. I opened one, and one I will open the day the twins are born, and that's fiscal responsibility, I think. So no. How about you? Championship gear, shirts, cards, tops now, tops later? No, no, I, I, I think I'm... I think I'm good. I mean, I look at, uh, you know, what I've got here. I've got a, a Sandberg ball. I've got a Santo ball. I've got a Billy Williams. I've got a Fergie Jenkins. i got a Fergie Jenkins autographed rookie card. Um, Game-used cards of Dawson and some of my other favorite, you know, Cubs through the years. Um, as far as commemorating this, this team, Ooh. if I know my mom though she'll probably give me something for christmas she's usually pretty cool about that uh i got this absolutely gorgeous crystal baseball when the white Sox won the world series in 2005 uh for christmas so yeah i um um i'm being fiscally responsible at the moment um myself and uh we're just gonna have to have fun through everybody else, but uh, there's got to be a few Cubs fans in the uh, the chat room. Is is anybody has anybody uh, bought any of the? Tops I did. I looked stuff? on uh, eBay, and I didn't have a full comparison because I didn't go through and check out everything they were offering. But like, there was a dual auto of Chris Bryant, Addison Russell that was listed for nineteen ninety nine on eBay, and it was still numbered, I think, to like twenty five. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, it was a cursory glance. There was a, I believe a, Brian a, a Rizzo autograph number to twenty five that was listed at seven ninety nine on eBay. Um, so, yeah, but I haven't seen anything from the chat room yet. They're on a slight delay, so it might be rolling in just now. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd be curious to see. I know I saw a few people buying the sets last night that were on Twitter. Um, I was actually a little more intrigued the day before, or maybe it was two days ago. It was on Sunday. That was a long time ago. Time flies, Rob. Man, we're getting old. Um, they did a dual auto Corey Kluber Francisco Lindor that was numbered to 99 and available for only $99. I actually thought that was a bit of a steal. Like, I was surprised at that. Um, and it sold out in seven I... minutes. So... That's pretty incredible. Absolutely. I saw uh, the score um, tweeted out a little bit earlier that uh, Ben Zobrist was fielding uh, court outside his house in Wrigleyville and was uh, signing wow. autographs for anybody that That's was there. That's really cool. I thought that was just awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. A real sense of community up there on the north side. Got to remember, I li- I lived just, well, I lived at Irving and Sheffield, which is about mm, no more than six blocks uh, from Wrigley Field, and uh, windows open in the summertime. Mm. If someone hit a dinger, you could hear uh, the crowd, and uh, I-, I know about where Zobris lives, so it's pretty cool to. Th- Think of him, you know, just people coming home from work, getting off the yeah. L, walking home, and he's cool. there. Great area, signing too. autographs. I actually, I wouldn't say lived. I won't tell you what I was doing, but spent a lot of time on Belmont myself. 
back in the day when I was young and rebellious. Yep. Ooh. I used to work at the alley. Um, yeah, actually. Remember the alley? <laughs> the the alter- Yep. <laughs> That's crazy. Yep. Back in the day when I was a young, rebellious youth myself. So, uh, we're just, uh, we got a couple minutes to kill here um, before we get Steve Grad on. Um, we are going to show you later in the show the November prize pack that I put together. But, uh, Ivan, do you think, uh, um, well, do you have I that? I don't. That I was wondering ready um, that we could announce the winner of the October that, prize well, pack. I can't periscope it though because I tried that once before with another prize and they show the show the information. Um, so I will draw the winner right now though. I had it queued up just in case. So we had six hundred possible entries this Sweet. time, and I know if you are not already subscribed to us on YouTube, do it right now. Um, actually, Joe, don't kill me. Don't do it quite yet because the November one is going to be live probably by midday tomorrow. And we're going to give bonus, bonus points for YouTube subscription um, in, in the entries there. Because our next goal, you guys got us to 10,000 on Twitter. You got us to 1,000 on Instagram at GTS underscore sports underscore entertainment. Now can you get us to 1,000 on YouTube? So we'll definitely include a bonus in the prize pack for that. Um, And stay tuned. We might uh, have some more hits to give away exclusively for just spreading the word on that. So, uh, but without further ado, the October prize pack winner is... Not someone I recognize. A person by the name of Israel oh. Yeris. His Twitter handle is at Green Busher. Well, congratulations you gotta, to you the gotta get Green that shipping Busher. ready because we are shipping to Ontario. All right, it's better than shipping a Yo Gabba Gabba blaster to Australia. Hopefully Israel turns into the show because it seems like all he does is try to win things like the Bad Moms Night and Party Pack. And, ooh, these are actually kind of cute, though. Alex and Ani, I don't know if you're familiar with them, the designers. They have a Team Bangle. And they were giving away a Cubs or an Indians retweet for your chance to win a Team Bangle. Sorry, I'm getting off track here, but I'm like, oh, I need to follow this guy for all these great giveaways. Hey, hey I just... Yeah. I just thought of something. Um, someone asked us to give a shout-out about something that you're familiar with. I'm not. So I thought maybe you could talk about it, and I know that this is just kind of off-the-cuff. Secret Santa Mama? Mom? Uh, I do. do you know One of about our... This? Faithful viewers, fantasy football league players, tweeters extraordinaire, uh, Brad, who I believe his last name is Sir Bear Killer. Um, oh, okay. He, uh, I know who that is. <laughs> he, uh, his wife Jessica, um, does a secret Santa. She organizes it for collectors every year. So, um, unfortunately, I love Jessica very much. 
she's been very polite to me when I was in Chicago. She made me some fantastic, fantastic uh, buffalo chicken dip. Um, but she has she has one of those Twitter <laughs> handles that's like a crap ton of numbers after her name, and you know I am not good at remembering numbers. So, Brad, if you're in the chat room, share your Twitter handle. Share her Twitter handle. And, yeah, let's see if there's some more people that might uh, might want to get in on Secret Santa. I'm on the list this year. So if you're looking to get a Secret Santa gift in, like, March, maybe, you'll, maybe I'll get you as my Secret Santa. Um, but, yeah, so that's a lot of fun. So do that on Twitter. And, Rob, why are you I not? From your VOTC, you need to go add Jessica on uh, on Twitter. That's what you need to do. I do know she Is calls it Super Mom Secret Santa. So if you search Here. the hashtag Super Mom Secret Santa, you're likely to find some connection to her. Yeah, I've got her. It's the hashtag is Super Mom Secret Santa, and uh, Jessica's Twitter handle is Super Mom three seventeen zero. I hope that's not how long she's been married to Brad. Super Mom three seventeen zero nine. Uh, it closes Tuesday, November eighth. They're hoping to get some more people involved. Do. It's been really. This is this the this is the fourth year they've been doing it. Uh, they said it's been really fun the last three years, and they want to get more people involved. So check out the hashtag Super Mom Secret Santa, and uh, hit her up on Twitter at Super Mom three one seven zero nine. So, Mr. Brad Pabst Beer 8, um, we're happy to accommodate that shout-out, because who doesn't um, love Secret Philadelphia Santa? Eagles fans? Too soon? Too soon? <laughs> oh, good for you. By the way, I'm emailing good you that contact you. info for the, the guy. What's, uh, what's, what's... Yeah, let's let's email him the and du- say, "Hey, the dude, watch the show sometime." A programming note for next week: um, If you remember, a few months ago we had Mallory Mackey, one of the Benchwarmer girls, on. Uh, we're going to get to open a box of Benchwarmer's latest product, Eclectic Series Two. Mallory's going to join us, and she might bring one of her girlfriends um, along. What do you think about that? I I I think I've. I'm, I don't know. I'm just going to, every time I try not to get in trouble, I get in trouble. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Uh, so yeah, be sure to tune into, to that. And, um, I'm oh, going to give Steve oh. another minute here. Oh, here we go. Oh, um, I see what we'll the delay jo- was. We'll be joined soon this by Steve. We'll be joined soon. Oh, yeah, Zimmer? So uh, I'm just waiting for my producer to tell me to go ahead. But uh, we'll, do, we'll be joined here by Steve Grad from Beckett Authentication okay. Services, that guy from Pawn Stars. So... All right, Mr. Steve Grad, welcome to Go GTS Live. How are you, sir? Good. How are you doing? I'm wearing a White Sox hat. Sorry. 
Let's not start this off on the I wrong see foot, you. I but, see uh, you. You know, you gotta hey. you gotta take that off, especially with hey. uh, you know your good looks and everything. There, it's creating a I shadow. Much hair That's to show for it. It's creating. How about if I? Is that better? Is that better? <laughs> no, he do, no he Comes doesn't. In. No he Comes doesn't. Tonight. Is that better? I'm 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 bisexual. You know, I grew up in the western suburbs. I wasn't. I I never felt the need to have to pick. Yeah. Um, so I just I'm a Chicago baseball. Oh, so wait, fan, you grew up and, where? Uh, I was, okay, see, I, I grew up in I grew up in the South Suburbs. So I well, see, I'm 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 Sox fan. I have to be. Yeah, but you have to be. But let, yeah, I could tell this story in one minute. Sorry about that. So when I was uh, about eight years old, please, we went to the ballpark, and um, it was a Cubs game. It got rained out, and and my brother and I just wanted some autographs. So my dad. And mom took us to the player parking lot after the game. And Dave Kingman gets in his car, comes out, and it's my brother and I, and that's it, my mom and dad. And we have scorecards with pencils. And he drove out, he stopped, he looked at us, and he flipped us off, and he drove away. <laughs> so... That's why oh, I'm so, so never Go no. Dave Kingman hey, like I said, authenticated, because it's the only one you haven't seen, right? So. Hey, but but funny enough, yeah. Hey, I saw him at a fanatic show. I want to say last year he was there, and I did. You know, it's one of those things where they're rushing him around, getting him in you know photo ops or whatever. And I said, "Hey, Dave, can I get a picture with you real quick?" He goes, "Oh, sure." So he took a picture, and then it gave me the story to put up on social media. So, I, but I didn't say to him, "Hey, you flipped me off." So, and and you made me a Sox fan. So thank you. That's too funny. Absolutely. Yeah. Great stuff. Well, again, welcome to the program. I'm um, glad you're feeling better. We tried to get you on last yeah, week. Thanks thank for you. taking some time out of your evening to talk with us. Uh, congratulations on the new gig at Beckett uh, Authentication <laughs> Services. Um, you are being handed the reins, basically, to build a company from a business unit of an established company from the ground up. Uh, how exciting is that? It's uh, honestly, I, I had, it, I, truthfully, I had no idea how crazy it would be. And they're so excited about it. I went to Beckett to meet last month with them and um, Beckett's owned by a company called Eli Global and Eli Global is a privately held firm and they, they own a lot of companies, but Beckett's one of them. Well, the guy who owns Eli Global, he, he owns it. He came to meet us, to, to introduce himself. And then he just left. He just wanted to meet us. It was it was great. Um, I think it's a huge challenge to kind of get people uh, uh, re-indoctrinated to what we do at Beckett. But it's literally the same thing I did before, just authenticating autographs and, um, you know, passing along the same service. And I, I think the one difference that I want to be more uh, on hand for people because to be honest, the PSA the last six seven years it's been to the point where we're so busy I can't I can't even talk to people and people want to talk about stuff and it's nice to be able to just chat with people about autographs or collecting and I want to be able to do that more so you know the excitement part it's it's at a hundred out of ten being the highest it's way over that I'm very excited to be part of it. What do you think is the going to be your biggest challenge to create a viable business niche i mean psa has been it for so long now people have an alternative 
Um, what are the plans to really get that message out there? Well, I think one of the honestly one of the biggest parts of it, um, and I, I, we're doing it now, basically social media is trying to just have a bigger outreach and being more interactive with people. And I think that's the one thing I noticed, and I just didn't get to do it enough at PSA, but the more that you were Facebook Live or Instagram or Twitter, and you were there to answer stuff, and it actually involved the people submitting it. Because you know what, honestly, it doesn't matter if someone has a, a let's just say it's a, a Greg Briley signed baseball or a Walter Johnson, okay? People still value their collectibles and they want to, they want you to feel that too, and I think that's important. And I, I, that's one of the things I want to be able to do. You know, I think everything's important that people submit. I, I really do. I mean, I, I have the chance, guys, to see so much crazy stuff through the years, and I wish I could connect more with the people submitting it. And I think that's a big part of it. Is they? Ha I'm excited about it, but I want people to be excited about it too. You know, or something someone finds at a garage sale, or I just filmed something on Pawn Stars where uh, a guy found something at a. Uh, I want to say at a garage sale or something, but it ended up being no good. But he was excited about the piece. I just want people to be excited about it. I think social media does that. I mean, would you guys agree with that? I mean, it it brings so many oh, different yeah. people. Oh, absolutely. Especially whenever I whenever yeah. I tweet something and, that, and, random and it gets liked by Steve Grad, and I'm like, oh hey, just makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm on there a lot. I I like I like doing I I like that part of it. I think it's really great. This is awesome. I would I, I'll do it anytime because I just want. It, I, I, I like the hobby so much. I started in this hobby when I was eight years old. So, and I'm 46. So I, I like being part of it. And I, and I, it's kind of cool when someone finds something they don't know if it's real or not, and it turns out to be awesome. You know, that's that's great. Obviously, one of your main roles is going to be the lead authenticator at the company. But there's a lot more to building a business unit than simply saying, okay, we've got the best in the business now. Um, you know, there was a report on Sports Collectors Daily that Collectors Universe, the parent company of PSA, reported an increase of 8%, $15.7 million they're doing. And for the first quarter of the year alone. And so much of that is tied to... Uh, you know they're the bread and butter for all the auction companies. So, but okay, what is the game yeah, plan that, for putting that, a team in place to go and find those big clients? That's actually the challenge of it. And this weekend I'll be in Boston. The following weekend I'll be in Toronto, and the following weekend after that Chicago. So I'm going to be out. Boston, and here's the thing: we can't really start doing work on site or any kind of authenticating until after the 18th of this month. So I'm just going to go to Boston to talk to people. Same thing with, with Toronto. Um, we've already lined up a bunch of auction houses we're meeting with and people, uh, big clients. You guys mentioned big clients. That's the hard part. And it is really tough, you know, when you have someone like, uh, you guys know Mill Creek Sports in uh, up in yep. Washington? Oh, sure. And Washington. Yeah, Tom yep. Malum is really literally one of the biggest PSA guys, Yeah, I, I you know, for years. I mean, that's his brand. You know, that's a guy I would love to have do some stuff with us. I don't know if he will or not. And it's a challenge to get people over. Um, and it, it, it's actually really challenging because I'll tell you the truth, guys, and this is a truth. It's like, God, I, I've not been able to do a lot of, like, let's just say, like hobnobbing or talking to people because I've been so busy authenticating. And the explosion of authentication has been going on for the last 10 years, but the last five or six years has been insane. And, I mean, I'm chained to a desk usually. That's kind of my whole life. It's just looking at stuff every day, you know, repetitively, nonstop. 
So it's challenging. And now I'm going to go back out there and go meet with people. And I'm going to go to New York and New Jersey and talk with people and, you know, uh, just try and convince people, hey, we have this viable service, too. And I know that, you know, everybody has choices, but I think competition is good in the marketplace. Well, that leads me to um, a question that's a bit more on the basics of authenticating. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm curious, you know, with how much we've seen TriStar doing events and we get holograms now and MLB authentication the minute something happens. Um, sure. Do you see long term that having an impact on the work that you do? Because there's more and more truly, you know, authenticated at the signing uh, memorabilia and items out there on the market. Yeah, I think it. I I just think it adds to the pot. Actually, I, I mean, th there's a difference, obviously, in level. I mean, obviously, I see it at baseball games where they've got the guy sitting in the dugout, and I saw it during the World Series, or you know, I watched the White Sox, and they've got a guy just sitting, literally, with the roll, stickering stuff as it happens. I think that's a whole different layer, you know. And I think the ITP stuff we're going to be doing, the in the presence, certing. I think that adds a whole different level of confidence to people. Um, I, I think that stuff's always going to be a big part of it. I don't know how much it's going to change over time. I, I, I think it helps make everything better. I think it further validifies the whole industry because, as you guys know, we've taken a lot of shots in this business. We get a lot of it, um, which is unfortunate. Um, I think it helps better our industry, to be honest with you. And, the, and, you know, the Major League Baseball program is phenomenal, what goes on there. It's really great. I mean, I... I mean, I just, I, I'm amazed at the, the work those guys do, and it's literally right on the field. And we've done some of that, too, or in the past, I'll say, with PSA, you know, where I remember one of the big ones was San Diego State, I think, uh, Steven Strasburg, uh, his last year. They had us certify everything from his last game at, at that point, even in college. So um, it, it, it's, it's a great way to do stuff. And, I mean, I think it's a low-cost alternative and it's it's literally right there witness and that's what the witness signing does too is we're just sitting there watching someone sign autographs like i i, I think it just helps better the hobby you know there has been a lot of as you mentioned some negative publicity around our hobby at times yeah and i've always been personally impressed with your ability to take the high road because let's face it, you are really like the frontline guy. You're the guy that can, you know, the dream crusher, I've heard you called. And well, somebody first called me that, so then it kind of stuck. So, yeah, people say it as a joke. <laughs> that being said, you know, I think it's important to remember that people do business with people. They don't always do business with another business, and you were the guy at PSA, so I think you bring a lot of Im immediate credibility to the company, uh, obviously. But how do you, you know, we're all, instead of just throwing you a bunch of bouquets, though, I want to get into that. You don't have to do that. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. We, we, you know, we've all made mistakes. Tell us, tell us a time where you know darn well after the fact you made a mistake, and how did you handle it to maintain the professionality of it? One. I think it happened about five years ago or six years. And I, I'm not saying I'm not I'm mistake. I make mistakes too because Ozzy Smith made them and Brooks Robinson made them, but they're still the best at what they did. But uh, and this is a huge item too. And you know, it might even be eight years ago, but it was a Christy Matthewson ball, and I declined it. And because, you know, uh, obviously, guys, you're not going to see a lot of Christy Matthews in single sign balls. And 
it was something happened. I, I, you know, we declined it, but it was one where it was kind of on the fence, but we declined it anyway. Um, and to make a long story short, I was sitting on an airplane, a uh, long flight, one of those five-hour flights, and I started going over exemplars and going over other Matthewsons that I had seen, and then I started going over that ball again, and I had already spent hours on the baseball. And then something clicked when I had, and I put all the exemplars, I remember, up on my computer screen. I had them all lined up and little boxes everywhere. And I'm sitting there on the plane, and then something clicked. And I said, I know I screwed this one up. And two, three weeks later, we went back. It told the auction house, which I think at the time was, was Huggins. And he ended up selling that ball at the time for a record number. And it might have, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, it might have been eight years ago, seven years ago. Um, but I personally went up to him at uh, Fort Washington show, which I think was in Reading, Pennsylvania, at the old paint factory, wherever the hell that was. It was a terrible place. And I went up to him and said, hey, I screwed this one up. That ball's good. We're going to do a letter for you on it. And he was ecstatic. And I, I want to say he got 140, 160,000 for it. It was crazy. So um, that's one time where, you know, you know, you make a mistake and you know it in your heart of heart. You go back and say, hey, wait a minute let's write this wrong and take care of this. So, you know, and I know I've heard it, listen, I've heard it a lot of times from people, hey, I got that sign in person. Well, I'm sorry, it doesn't kind of fit into the parameters. I'm not doubting your story, but we're just not going to certify it. But in this case, something clicked when I started going through the repetitive exemplars and put them all together on the screen. It was like that moment Russell Crowe has in that movie where he sees all the numbers, you know, everything lined up and I'm like, bingo, that's it. It's real. So I went back, told him he got a huge number for it. And this job, if you go into it thinking that um, you're going to be perfect, then you might as well just stop and go dig ditches because you're you're going to make mistakes is a part of us. We're wired as human beings to make mistakes. And, it, and I think those mistakes end up making us better people. So um, see my cat in the well, background. But, also um, a, you know, I guess you know, as a collector, thank you for saying that because – I think what hurts the industry more yeah. than mistakes are unadmitted mistakes because then that casts doubt on everything. If you're willing to say, "Hey, look," yeah, yeah because if you, yeah, if you yeah, if you if, you, if you, listen, if you're going to be stubborn about it and just open the door, like you know, I remember years ago too, uh, I was at an auction house and they had gotten this collection. Is this another instance? But uh, they had a um, they'd gotten a. a a collection from like an old clubhouse guy and he had everything stored you know those guys those old satchel baseball bags mm -hmm. they're huge and you know, i can't grab yeah. their you know these yeah. massive huge bags where you know they had a handle on top and a zipper and but they would store baseballs in them and the clubhouse guy had gotten baseball signed and just threw them in the back threw them in the back and he kept them in there and over years you move the bag around it gets moved storage you know and some of the baseballs the auction house had I was like, man, these look like there's intentional removals on them. You know what I mean? Like, looks like someone took something off the side panel. And they laid everything out and said, look, it, this is where these came from. This is what this guy had. And we ended up taking that disclaimer off it because the stuff was all fine. But it was scuffed oddly. But it was scuffed because it was rubbing inside of the bag. The balls were rubbing against each other. And, and you know, the one thing I see a lot are signature removals on baseball. So I was leery. But it turned out where I was wrong about it, and they showed me what had actually happened. So I'm I'm open to it. Believe me, I'm not. If you're a closed door on stuff, and you're, hey, I'm the end all and be all. That doesn't work. It turns people. What's wrong with signature? 
what's wrong with signature removal? If if the legit signature is good, what's wrong with getting rid of the ones on a ball that might devalue? <laughs> okay, first of all, I don't think there's anything. I uh, well, okay, in a sense, there's probably nothing wrong with it. But then, what happens in our industry is people try and resell it as a single, or you know. People always think I'm crazy when I say this. Babe Ruth baseballs are the classic ones. Uh, Babe Ruth baseballs, people would write, Mom met Babe Ruth, 1936, New York. All the time. Met Babe Ruth. They'd write it on the ball. And then maybe in the 70s or 80s, someone would be like, oh, we need to take that off there. And they do a bad job. And before you know it, you've got a nice little removal on the ball. Um, I think sometimes it takes away if it's for grading. But if it's something for your collection, there's a guy that does, I don't know if he still does in San Francisco, Alan Berman. Um, he used to do this. He used to basically. Well, his trick was it wasn't signature removal, but if you got yeah, it was a service. Yeah, it was a service. Yeah, and he would set up at shows, and I, he submitted it. Used to submit to us for years, but he his daughter worked. Um, I don't know if she's a chemist or a painter or something, but she was able to match the height of the ball. And what he would do is paint over the entire surface of the ball, except the autograph you wanted, like Jimmy Fox in the sweet spot. He'd paint over everybody else. Uh, 1960 Pirates ball. He'd paint over everybody except Clemente. So that's what they were doing with those. I don't know if he still does it or not, but you're right. He was offering a service for for years. He'd set up at the uh, the TriStar shows in San Francisco all the time, offering the service, which I thought was kind of strange. Yeah. But, but the guy's really nice. It gets back to what you're, you know. I mean, we we argue <laughs> yeah. about value versus collection and passion. But ultimately, if if you are a yeah. collector that wants to have the best looking Clemente ball, and you're on a certain budget, you know maybe that's a good way for you to have what you want for your collection. Yeah, there's nothing, and honestly, there's nothing wrong. I have loads of personalized stuff because I collect Star Wars stuff, but I can't get Alec Guinness anymore, and I can't get Peter Cushing, I can't get Sebastian Shaw anymore. They're all gone. So. I have to settle for finding a personalized photo of them or, you know, a personalized index card or something along those lines. And it's what you collect. And I think that's the great thing about collecting. It's what you like to collect. It's not what that guy likes to collect. It's what you like to collect. And I, I think that's what's important. I think when you go to resell it, though, you know, it's the thing you have to think about, especially with the baseball removal stuff is like, you know, some auction houses do run those, and I think Heritage did for years. And and actually, they used to get great money for it. Um, but I think a lot of people have kind of shied away from it because it's not in its original condition anymore. You to follow me on that? Then people just don't want to yep. sell it. They're, we have to put disclaimers when we look at that stuff for auction houses. So I think they've shied away from it. Um, but it still is a good way to have... have have a single ball of someone, you know, you're not going to find a Melot single just sitting around a, a show or on eBay or Jimmy Fox. It's a great way because, you know, how many times I see Melot on, you know, giant balls, you know, uh, team balls where he's on a bottom and he's still the manager where he's on the bottom of the panel. No problem. Paint over everybody else. So, so now you also open the floodgates, though, by mentioning <laughs> your personal preferences, your personal collection. It looks like we're at your home. you got to have something to show sure. us that's just absolutely mind-blowing, right? Uh, I'll tell you what, I will. I'm afraid of my <laughs> Wi-Fi connection because I just – hold on. I'm going to I'm gonna try. But if the Wi-Fi okay. goes out, don't kill me. What I'll do is I'll show you <laughs> and it's going to be dark well, for a second. Fine. So uh, I'll keep my garage door open, but let's see. Um, you guys are still there, right? Yep. Okay. So this is one – 
Let me see. This will be. I, I think I got to flip the camera on here if I can. Let's we'll see if I could do that. Let's see if I can. Let's see. Bear with me a second. Okay, so that's one safe. And what I do is I. These are photos. So these are. Oops! Step away from the safe. And down here, eight by tens. But they're all organized by what I collect. So. You guys yeah, still there? The safe, Very the safe cool. seems to be blocking yep. the signal. <laughs> we lost you a little bit as you got... <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's one heck of a safe. Yeah, that's one. But let me show you. that. That's one. I'll oh close it. So it's... That's that. Wow. And then there's the other one. So... Um, that's awesome. Yeah, they're about... I want to say... I have to watch the door here on this one here. I'll just... They're about, uh, I think, six feet tall. So, wow! So that's part that's part of the, the oh, Star man. Wars thing in there. My other safe, and that's you know I collect the stuff, and um, you know that's that's that kind of what I do. Cool. So. And actually, at, at my Very house cool. right now is my friends over here from England who uh, worked on Jedi and wow. Empire Strikes Back. And he's so that's your little source that you'll never you'll never let us know about. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, honestly, I let people. I put it on my Facebook page, my other Facebook page. I'll put. I have put stuff up in the past. I like to show stuff. Do you guys feel this as collectors? It. It. Do you, you collect it? Do you just take it and you just put it away, or do you show people? I like to show yeah. people. I have no problem with showing friends of mine or putting on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. I think it's cool, and I'm not absolutely. I'm not trying to show off, but. It's weird. Like some people, are like, oh, you're just showing your stuff off. I'm like, no, no, I want people to see my collectibles. Um, if you can't share it, what's the point? Exactly. And unfortunately, we have nothing in the house here. Zero. You don't even know I like. I mean, you don't. You wouldn't even know I like anything because because it's kind of non-denominational in that regard. We don't don't have Star Wars up or baseball. I'm, you know, White Sox fan, but um, and there's Han Solo right there. You know, but that's that's about it. You know, just. It's it's that's funny. It's but I, I, I love to collect. I remember doing when I started when I was eight years old and it hasn't changed. It's it's gotten worse and it's a lot of money and um, I like it. I mean it's fun. It's fun to do it. I mean I you know, I work on um, uh, the tops issue sets, the regular issues for Star Wars, so uh, Star Wars Empire Jedi. So that's I and amongst other things. I mean I have thousands and thousands of Star Wars, but I try to I'm trying to complete those sets, and I think for the first Star Wars set, I'm 32 away from having every card signed. Empire, I'm like 65. Jedi, I have more, probably 100, but um, I don't think I've ever seen that stuff signed like sets. I mean, I think I have 26 Fords in the first set done, and Cushing's and Guinnesses, and um, wow. it's fun. I like it. I really do. I love it. Well, thank you and for that. sharing that. It's awesome. That's that awesome. Yeah. Well, listen. Yeah, yeah, of course. Sorry about the, Thank you. Sorry about the. I Thank apologize you. about the Wi-Fi. It's just not great in my garage, but um, you know, I, I yeah. no, that was yeah. a that was a treat. I have some base. Listen, I, I uh, stuff too. So, but it's honestly, it's a lot of my collection centers around Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and then the stuff I like: White Sox, Bears, TV shows I like, Vikings, Walking Dead, Sons of Anarchy. You know, all kinds of crap like that. It's all boring. So. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, listen, guys. The website is Beckett-Authentication.com. Uh, there's a submission form right there. Uh, 
Steve will be at just about every show, major show that it sounds like is coming uh, up in the near actually future. I think, I think we're going to be out in Philly too. We're supposed to be. So it would be Boston this weekend, the Shriner show, the Toronto collectible show, and then fanatic show in Chicago. And then I think Philly is usually the first weekend or second in December at uh, uh, King of Prussia or something like that. But I, I'm sure we'll be out there, but I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but we just want to get out there and meet people. And, and honestly, if you have questions or you want to know stuff, Come out to the shows, um, find us. I, I'm more than willing to answer any question. I can't do autograph authentication right now just because contractually, uh, Becca can't until the 18th of this month. But once we're able to go, you know, and I'm going to be doing a lot of interactive social media stuff at the shows and um, especially with people who submit stuff. So, um, you know, come on out and um, or if you have questions about Pawn Stars or how Chumley really is in real life. Or how Corey is. I was going to say that's about, about that two thirds of the chat room is asking those questions specifically. So hopefully those guys will get a chance to see you at a show. Yeah, it's kind of weird that actually put it put it. Yeah, I put in a good word for us with those guys out at Gold and Silver. We'd love to have one of them on some. Yeah, you know what? Well. I I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I'll ask. I I, I will ask Chumley. Um, I'll see him. I might not see him for a few weeks. I was just with him. I filmed all day yesterday. And I filmed two episodes with him, just me and him. Um, but he's actually, I'll tell you, you know, I know the the negative stuff about him. He's one of the nicest guys you could ever be around. Total sweetheart. Uh, huge baseball fan, too. Giants fan. Uh, plays fantasy football and plays poker all the time. So he's a good kid. He's super knowledgeable <laughs> about sneakers, too. Oh, my God, basketball. man. Oh, Would... God. Yeah, he's got problems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I've already taken up. We've taken up no way over the 10 minutes I told you this would take. Um, I hope you have as much fun talking to us as we do to you. This was as fun as the national. And, 100%. Uh, let's do it again. Anytime you guys want to. If you guys want to do it before Chicago or after Chicago or whatever. Anytime, once a month, right. I can care less. Well, congrats so, again, Ski. All right. Cool. Thank you so much, Steve. Be good, guys. Talk to you. And congrats. Yep. yep. Later. All righty. See ya. Good night. Steve Grad, wow. that guy from Pawn Stars. Um, I love the passion he brings. I mean, we had a great interview at, with him on stage at the National, and you know he he's like, "Well, how long is it going to take?" But you know, he's one of those people that yeah. once you wind him up, he just goes, man. And I, I love Absolutely it. Absolutely awesome. He, he's a good he, guy. You know, with the confidence to just take the camera into his man cave. There, um, you know, it's like. He's like, yeah, no, I'll show you guys. That's totally cool. So, though I also like that his wife uh, doesn't, uh, well, I'm assuming it's the wife, but uh, she's like, you get the safes and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Uh, Non-denominational, yeah. as, as he said. But, uh, so, yeah, I think... <sighs> It's going to be really interesting from a, uh, a business and insider perspective to see uh, what Beckett Authentication Services brings to the table. A topic that we didn't talk with them at all about, but I have to imagine is on their radar, is game-used authentication. Um, he has all the connections uh, with Mears and, and everybody else, the major player, mm -hmm. Dave Bushing and Dave Knowles, who do bats and all those guys that are, are the pros. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Beckett brings that on as an, an inside service that they'll, they'll also offer. And uh, 
while with grading, autograph, and then potentially game-used authentication, it, talk about a brand-new major player in the market. Yeah. And no, they got the right guy to add it up, I, so. Even just understanding how the system works, I'm like, it's probably too soon to be talking all of that since they still aren't even officially authenticating stuff. Um, but uh, but very cool that they're getting that pipeline open. And, you know, I'm curious, you know, collectors in the chat room and on Twitter, let us know, you know, what you think. Do you authenticate autographs very often? Do you not authenticate autographs? Do you believe in authentication? Um, I did think it was interesting that the negative stories that he told were about ones that may have been authentic and they said they wouldn't authenticate. And I think that's a sharp distinction. A lot of people think that it's this is a fake. More often than not, I feel, in what I've seen, it's more of a we can't confirm. Like there is a gray area. So it's almost like they're only confirming yep, absolutely. if they absolutely. have certainty about it. Less so that that's where they make the mistakes. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, transparency, that's all we ask for as collectors. So, Well, it is now time to queue up uh, one of our favorite uh, segments on the show, and that is Hot in the Shop, a look at new product releases hitting hobby shelves next week. And it is a, uh, a moderate week. It's not too jam-packed, but it's very eclectic yes. and some nice stuff coming out. Uh, so with Without further ado, uh, first up on the list is Panini Prime Cuts baseball cards. It's uh, it must be fourth quarter because uh, high end is going to be hitting uh, in a lot of different sports. Uh, Prime Cuts delivers five autographed or memorabilia cards in every box. Uh, they've got the legends Ruth, Garrig, Clemente, Ty Cobb in there in several different. Uh, insert set, space, icons, biography, timeline. Look for combo player materials. Every inner mm -hmm. case, which consists of five boxes, is going to contain either a cut signature or a booklet card. Um, several different, in addition to the legends, several different on-card autographs, prime cuts rookie autographs, Prime signatures from current and retired stars. Prime cuts rookie autographs. Hollow with triple swatches and dual swatches. All of those are going to be on card. A lot of jumbo material, rookie autograph, uh, silhouette combo materials, prime six and prime eight signatures. A lot of good stuff. That hits hobby shelves. I'd be curious Next to see, too, Wednesday, the actual the legends that are going to be in there. I'm... I'm that's a checklist that I'm going to be anticipating. Yeah. So um, you next up, both. Hot in the Shop next week. Uh, we looked at some Leaf earlier in the show. Now we've got 2016 Leaf Metal Perfect Game All-American Classic Baseball Cards. This is a very fun, very deep product uh, for baseball collectors that are into prospecting. Um, every box is going to have eight time. autographed cards, all of which are signed on card, um, including one to two autographed memorabilia cards in every box. So again, there's not relics that aren't autographed, but you could get a bonus of having up to two autographed memorabilia cards 
in every box. And of course, where do they prospect cool. these prospects from? Well, this is arguably the top 50 to 60 prospects from this summer's Perfect Game All-American Classic, which when you do the math, that means that there was only 125 cases produced, and this product is allocated. So, <laughs> I know. Look at I, you doing I told the you, math. I'm, I'm working on getting my show notes a little bit better. Uh, quid was the name of the thing I forgot earlier. Um, so, again, looking at this, you can see the cards, some really great, I, you know, I'm, I've made no, uh, made no surprise or, I haven't hidden this. I like Leaf's design. I feel like they've been doing really good work with the design. And you see that here in these cards, in my opinion. Um, but what's really cool is you don't know when these guys could be the next Chris Bryant. Um... Actually, I, I did that wrong. I should have done this one. <laughs> Leaf Chris Bryant, in-person autograph, authenticated. Boom. This entire episode, in one. Um, there's also going to be very rare patch autographs using the jerseys, caps, and pants worn during the media photo shoot for the event. Extremely rare Nike logos, buttons, flag patches, cap logos, etc. But even if you just get a basic autograph memorabilia card, every single one is numbered to 30 or less. With, of course, one-of-one one variations, some color parallels, colored etch star variations, and wave foil technology. Um, and then they also go so far as to point out that All-American alumni accounted for nine of the top 15 picks in the 2016 MLB draft. So, again, this is the country's top high school prospects before they've even been drafted. And you can learn more on the Perfect Game website. If you want to find the Perfect Game website, go to www.perfectgame.org slash all-american. Sweet. Next up on the list is the latest NBA basketball product from Panini in the form of Prism basketball cards for the 2016-17 season. Every box, 12 boxes in a case, 12 packs, 12 cards, 12s are wild, but you're going to get two autographs and two prism, tw excuse me, 22 prism cards in every box. Uh, they're advertising it that prism is reloaded with a ton of fun inserts, highlighting favorite in-game moments such as first step, all day, sky's the limit, go hard or go home. Also, in celebration of the fifth anniversary of the prism basketball brand, look for the special fifth anniversary Ooh. parallel cards. Look for veteran signatures ranging from Kevin Durant to Brandon Ingram, as well as rookie autographs from all the top picks from the 2016 NBA Draft. Those aforementioned fifth anniversary Prism Parallels are numbered to just five. Also new for this year, the Explosion Prism, reserved for the most dominant and colorful personalities in sunglasses the on for NBA. Those. So yeah, I'm sitting here with my sunglasses on. That was the the joke there. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that's your but cue. That that awkward. I was waiting for you to respond to my beyond bad joke pregnant pause about my because I had them on. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that across all the things you're reading at once. But uh, well, Prism looks explosive. Uh, guess what else? Guess what comes out this week, Rob? Not just in the shop. 
Yes, we get the last Another Marvel, Marvel movie, movie of the year, 2016's Doctor Strange. And you cannot have a Marvel movie without some great Marvel movie trading cards from Upper Deck. Seven packs per box, one card per pack. Very interesting. Um, every single card is considered a hit, but they're... Um, Spread out between sketches, autographs, and premium insert cards, as well as memorabilia cards. You'll get two memorabilia cards per pack, along with one of each of those others. Yes, per... Per box. <clears throat> per box. Sure? Is that, oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. But a box is essentially seven yeah, cards. Sure. So I don't see people... I don't see people selling packs. Of, I don't know, though. Yeah. Maybe. I unfortunately haven't been into an LCS in about three months, so I don't know how they do things nowadays. Um, every single card is printed on thick premium card stock. And, of course, the real question, aside from cool things like the coin cards, Stan Lee autographs, Book of Cagliostro booklet cards with character bios numbered less than 100. Yes, Benedict Cumberbatch is in this car, is in this product. Benedict Cumberbatch has an autograph card in this product. That's awesome. Awesome. So, hitting shelves this week from Upper Deck. Speaking of Upper Deck. Uh, yeah, speaking of Upper Deck, we've got... It, it's here. The wait is over as of next week. 2016-17 Upper Deck Series 1 hockey cards are here. You know the formula. Six Young Guns. Four canvas, four UD portraits, three shining stars, a royal blue parallel, and four additional inserts in every box. On top of that, this is an overtime wave one eligible product. We've talked about the GTS Upper Deck uh, cross-branded promotion of the overtime packs. Find complete information about that on GoGTS.net. Last week, Upper Deck released uh, the Young Guns checklist. The complete checklist is now available as well. Um, you've heard Russ Cohen, our hockey analyst, talk about how deep uh, this year's class is and how it compares to last year. Uh, hockey collectors have a lot to look forward to. The inherent uh, short print nature of Young Guns makes them highly collectible and uh, out of the gate they're going to be commanding big dollars so pick your spots wisely when you're looking for Young Guns of your favorite rookie lots of other fun stuff all the odds are detailed at gogts.net uh, but you know it you love it and it's going to be here you know what else is coming week. next week Rob the Walkers. The Walkers are on their way. Zombies. From Tops. Our first time saying that on this show. From Tops, The Walking Dead yeah. Season 5 <laughs> trading cards. Uh, this set is going to deliver two hits in every box, including new wardrobe cards and new autograph signers. I mean, I would hope that since Season 5, like every new season usually has... Um, anyways, uh, entire 100 card base set documents all of The Walking Dead Season 5 in a single set. Each box will contain, contain 24 packs with 6 cards. 
And those hit cards will be spread between autographs, wardrobe, or sketch cards. Sketch cards are being considered a hit in this. Um, there's also going to be single, cool. dual, and triple autograph cards. Multiple parallels for each of the relic cards. Um, and then again, sketches with inserts, character profiles, walkers, locations. And there will be parallels. Uh, I know. So Tell me about the parallels. I love these. Parallel, that will be numbered to 99. If you get a mud parallel, that will be numbered to 50. Mold will be numbered to 25. Sepia numbered to 10. Doesn't quite fit in. And the one of one for this product will be, <laughs> there will be, blood. Blood numbered to one. Blood. So yeah, so check out the uh, the checklist as soon as it's available. This is going to be in stores next week. Get all your favorites from season five, including Seth Gilliam as Gabriel Stokes. I like Seth Gilliam. He was great in The Wire. Check it out. Uh, yes, football fans, there will be a product for you. 2016 Panini Phoenix Football. Uh, a brand... Uh, that's redundant. A new brand uh, in the NFL portfolio for Panini is going to deliver three autographed or memorabilia cards nine inserts or parallels, and six rookie cards in every box. Case configuration is 16 boxes, 12 packs per box, five cards per pack. A lot of 2016 top rookie combinations, including dual and triple patch autograph uh, versions. Uh, In addition to the rookie content, you will find veteran autograph materials showcasing some of the NFL's brightest stars, retired patches, uh, look for memorabilia from some of the greatest to ever play the game, including super prime versions numbered to just one. Uh, Phoenix is going to be another themed product with lots of numbered parallels. Look for red and pink, and then serial numbered orange, yellow, green, blue, and printing plate versions as well in the all-new 2016 Panini Phoenix And then finally, the last item hot in the shop this week from Leaf. One more thing from them. This is a complete switch on the previous one. This is Leaf Ultimate Hockey Cards. Ultimate. Um, And this year's product uh, production was slashed to only 175 six-box cases. So you can know that your six cards in your box are going to be awesome. Uh, Each box delivers six premium autographed memorabilia or autographed memorabilia cards in every box, including no single swatch unsigned jersey cards. How do you like that, Rob? Um, As well as the first ever double-sided jumbo patch logo cards, added vintage content, and new signers. So let's just say some names. Lemieux, check. Waugh, check. Hull, check. Brodeur, check. Lidstrom, check. Lindros, check. And that's all on one card. Have I got your interest yet, Rob? (laughs) Ultimate signature six. Wayne Gretzky, Yaromir Yager, Jean Bilivu, 
Maurice Richard. Uh, oh yeah, I can get the. I can get Good the job. Give me a guy like uh, Sawchuck. That's probably pretty obvious too. Jacques Plante. Oh, and some kid named Connor McDavid. I hear that he's the Chris Bryant of the hockey world. Um, so yeah, so crazy names in this product or Lindsay, uh, Gadsby just goes on and on and on and on. I could, I could just read this checklist all night. Um, but yes, this is coming out next week. So for the hockey fans that pick up a few packs of upper deck series one and want to pick up something a little more aggressive, this will be in shops for you as well. And that is a look at what's going to be hot in the shop for next week. So, uh, yeah, have fun. <laughs> it's going to be a fun week. All right. Well, um, about the last thing on the docket we have most tonight fun. is, um, yeah, it was popular the first time around. We thought we'd bring it back. It's time to play... Oh. Trade or no trade. All right. Ivan, I need you to pick four players All right. from the so studio how many audience. Of you in the studio audience want to play trade or no trade? Well, our first contestant has to guess a number between 1 and 673. You all get one guess. No. Guess it now. Between one and six hundred and seventy-three. <laughs> Blame Panini for that number. Oh my goodness, uh, that's too funny, too funny. And again, just to reiterate, uh, Ivan will have have all the details for you guys on social media about the November prize pack. Uh, so, I've included some fun stuff in there i mean you guys should know us by now this is crazy so i did the numbers one in 673 claudia and jason back to back in the chat room picked the same exact number that's kind of funny wow wow i think it's that jason jason rocco no no glenn they were together at the show right yeah. I'm thinking of Glenn. That's right. Thank you. Well, I don't know. They're All still, because right, so remember, they're on a little lag. But don't worry. I'll, I'll actually double up, because I literally actually, I have two of this same card that's numbered to 673. So I'll double up for you, Rob, for time's sake. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Because now this is getting difficult and close. I know. You just keep an eye on what's going on there. So. And I'll tell you what else else is hot in the blog. How about that? Uh, Always our Future Watch player profiles. It seemed appropriate uh, that we, um, that our baseball player profile be a Cubs prospect. So find out more about. Uh, some bullpen help coming their way in the form of Corey Black. He was a key piece in the Alfonso Soriano trade uh, that happened many, many years ago, and he is on the precipice of being a ML-ready pitcher, MLB-ready pitcher. 
and just interrupt me whenever you're ready. In addition to that, uh, there Rydell Sports, the uh, licensed manufacturer of NFL and NCAA uh, replica helmets, has come out with a bunch of new products for the holidays, including uh, displays for their mini helmets, uh, pocket-sized uh, team matchup trackers, all sorts of cool stuff. You can find out about that. A Marquise Chris Future Watch profile for the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns did something for the first time in NBA history when they on their home opener October 26th. They became the first team in NBA history to field three teenagers on the court at the same time. Uh, you would think that in all the years that we've seen one and dones at college or prior to that being able to come out of high school that we'd have already seen something like that. Nope. Took this year to see three high schoolers on the court at the same time, or excuse me, teenagers, not high schoolers. Look for the product preview of national treasures, collegiate basketball cards, uh, leaf mast men, hockey cards, uh, a, as I mentioned, that awesome article um, from Kelsey Schroyer, Hobby Musings, vi- titled Vintage Cards Continue Their Epic Rise. Uh, future Watch player profile for the NFL New York Giants, Sterling Shepard, wide r- rookie ride, wide receiver. Uh, a couple checklists and a whole lot more. So uh, be sure you are either subscribed to our RSS feed or staying abreast of of all the happenings on your favorite social media outlet. All right, so Rob, uh, so the very first one we had was the number 500. It was card number 500 out of 673, um, which was Sparty Hawk Cash. Sparty Hawk Cash. So, Sparty, you were up first in trade or no trade. Sparty Hawk Cash, you are the first contestant on Trade or No Trade. And first up, you can have this complete set of 1990 Bowman hockey cards. (laughs) Or you can go for what's in this box. I'm sitting here looking at this, and I don't know much about hockey, but... Rob, is there a rookie that I might want in that box of Bowman hockey cards? There very or well maybe. Is that just a dud? But now I'd feel like you're making a dud on a dud. Like what if they're both bad boxes? Is our first winner just not a winner? Um I don't know. What's his what's what's his call? Does complete set? Of 1990 Bowman hockey, or what's in well, box number one? I'm gonna actually. I'm just because dun, I don't dun, love dun, dun, old dun, hockey dun. that isn't really that old. I would go with the trade, but we're still waiting to hear from Sparty what he would do. He keeps commenting, and he's not. He's not. I know. And no one I'm really just, cares what you would. We've do. got a delay that we've got to fill in. <laughs> and also Sparty that means that you need to tell us whether or not you're going to so, trade or not I see you commenting other stuff which one you can have you this or you can trade it for this 
pregnant. Pause. Come on, Sparty. Where you at? Where'd you go? You were here just a second ago. Blaming it on the lag. Can you show us? Can you turn that other box around? Like, can you give us a 360 of it? Does it say anything on it? All right. Sparty says trade. Sparty says trade. Okay. Can you tell so us we'll who the rookie would have been that was any good in that Find out box? what is in. Oh, come on. Nope. Television. Uh, you get a vintage Batman Pez dispenser, a Mars Attacks promo card, and three packs of the Baseball Inquirer Mystery Interview. So congratulations wow. to Sparty Hawk. Our Sparty Cash, whatever. <laughs> All right. So send us your uh, mailing address, GoGTSLive at GoGTS.net, and we will get that out to you. All right. Who's our second contestant? All right. So our second winner from the same card, different card number, 346. It actually came, it was within one each way you cut it. One person was 31 away, and one person was 30 away. So this went to Squiggle D. All right. Squiggle D. All right, Squiggle D. In my hand, I have a stack of recent hits from a couple basketball products that we opened. Uh, rookie Jumbo Swatch of Miles Turner from the Indiana Pacers, number to 49. Uh, Andrew Wiggins Swatch, number to 49. And uh, a Clay Thompson cracked ice, and uh, a couple of uh, autographs, uh, a jersey autograph. So you can have those cards, or you can have, you can trade it for what's in this box. Ooh. All right, so now that's a bigger box than the previous one we saw. But at the same time, those are some guaranteed hits in your other hand. Some guaranteed hits. It's true. I got to tell you, if I was Squiggle D, Rob, yes. I would go I would go with the hits in the hand. I've always heard hits in the hand are better than <laughs> boxes in the bush. <laughs> this Miles Turner um, jumbo, rookie jumbo number to 49 is pretty sweet. Exactly, exactly. We don't even need to sell this here. Um, but now let me ask you uh, also, because we do have, uh, during the delay, I know I saw Squiggle say something in here, but it wasn't it wasn't trade or no trade. So no trade is the things we know. Yeah. But was that actually a set of Bowman, or was that something else in that box of Bowman? No, that is actually a set of Bowman hockey from 1990. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, Squiggle D, I believe that that would be trade is the word you're looking for because he said box. Okay. He wants to go for the box. He's taking the risk. All right. And while that's getting opened, give us a number between 1 and 500 for our next two entrants. All right. In the box, you have... Yes, box would be trade. 600 Panini Rewards points and four packs of Upper Deck World Cup Hockey. 
Okay. Um, I don't know the math on 600 uh, points. I don't know. Did he make the right choice? Rob, in your estimation, did he make the right choice there? It, 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 it's a toss-up. You never know what's in those, those packs. They do have randomly inserted autographs. So it, it's really a matter, like you said, of what you know versus what you don't know. It's still that way to some degree. All right. So just to just to clarify again, um, if uh, if you say trade, that means not the, the items in the hand. If you say no trade, that means the items in the hand. What we know. Correct. So. Well, I'm clarifying for the people in the chat because they're all like, he said the box. And I'm like, I know he said the box. This time we had three people guess the same random number between 1 and 500. Wow. What are the odds of that? Sheldon. Uh, <laughs> that's not math I am prepared to do. That's too funny. All right. But don't forget, there's two different, we're going to pull two different people here for this. Yep, we got Two so in the interest of time, I'm just going to go. Wait, well, let's see if it's let's see if it's cut off yet. See if the timer cut it off. Cut it off. We got two more deals to work out. All right, I guess that's the cutoff. No whammies, no whammies, no lag. All right. Um. So the first one I saw was. Ronald Robinson. So the number that was guessed three times was actually the closest one to this card. That was a Jonathan Shoup Refractor Auto. Number 227 out of 500. And number 222 was the closest that we had to that. And it was guessed three times. But I'm just going to go in the interest of time with the first one, which was Ronald Robinson. All right, Ron. This is your trade or no trade deal. You can have this 1969, yeah, 1969 Topps Frank Robinson card and this Beckett Guide to Grading so you can determine beforehand if it's worth submitting for grading or... Oh, I like that combination. Or you can trade it for what's in this box. Ooh, you keep pulling out bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger boxes, Rob. I'm getting excited here. So do do you do you want the 69 Frank Robinson Hall of Famer, the only player to win a MVP in both leagues? A triple crown winner and the guide to grading or and the guide to grading or which these were exclusively available at the national or what's in this box well trade ronald or gave, no trade ronald said that he's a gambler he wants to trade all right going to be box number three and you get a package of 
Lion King stickers. <laughs> Woo! Way to go, Ronald! One, two, three, four. Four packets, 24 album stickers to help you complete your collection of the Lion King. So, congratulations. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so, don't forget, too, if you're a winner, uh, email us, gogtslive at gogts.net. And uh, Ronald is definitely a winner with those Lion King uh, stickers. So, our last player was from my other Jonathan Shoop number to 500. This one is number 498 of 500. I don't know if that's showing up clear there. So, that was Eric. Eric up above in the chat room. He had 488. That was the closest I saw. So, Eric, you are our final contestant for tonight's trade, trade or, or no, no trade. trade. All right. So far, we've had three trades in a row. Okay. Uh, what's the general, the contestant's name again? Eric. Eric, you can have this supplies pack courtesy of Ultra Pro. A package of 130 point thick holders, regulars, and sleeves. Okay. Or you can trade it for what's in this box. Ooh, smaller box than the last one, but it's square. So smaller box than this one, but it's square. Now you can always use everyone. Every collector I know can always use supplies. I know that. I still haven't seen any word from Eric though. Did Eric hear that he won? Did he bounce? Eric, tell me you're not a bouncer. You were about to win. Are you still here, Eric? Maybe Eric's a lion. He went to sleep after that last one. Um. So I'm still waiting for that. You said those are Ultra Pro sleeves, right? Yes. Eric will. There we go. All right, so Eric has said, awesome. And now trade Eric is going to make his choice. No trade. You want to keep this or trade it for what's in here? Oh, did Eric say something else? I only saw Eric say awesome. I don't know. Oh, okay. Because then other people are telling him stuff. So he wants to go with the trades. So we've got four trades. Four trades. How many of the trades would you say were busts so far? Before revealing this last one, Rob, how many of the trades were the right move and how many were busts? I think only one. So far. I think only one. Only one was the right move? No. You said bust. I only think one was a bust. So you think the Batman Pez dispenser was better than the box of 1990 Bowman? <laughs> well, that wasn't the only thing. In there. <laughs> well, okay. Ooh. I mean, that was what stood out to me as the money thing in the package. You get a box of 2016 Panini Contenders Draft Picks Basketball. Hey, there you go. Box four was the way to go, Eric. So that is going to wrap it up for another episode of of trade or no trade i hope you had fun we'll do that again uh thanks to uh our manufacturing partners and uh an accumulation of stuff i have we can do this lots um that's gonna about wrap it up one last thing we want to uh put up on the camera on the screen for you a shot of what is available in the november prize pack uh 
all of our, uh, as a reminder to all of our trade or no trade winners, please email us your address at gogtslive at gogts.net. Yep, that's a whole lot of there going go. going on. Uh, other than that, uh, we want to remind people to submit their PC mail day pickups, uh, shows, pickups, whatever. Tag us uh, on Twitter, hashtag GoGTSPC. There was a couple of late submissions. Uh, I know one from Shannon Smith that I couldn't get in. The video was already done. And you're going to have an opportunity to uh, see some of these on the uh outro video so uh for myself ivan lovegren thank you to our guest steve grad brie priest and uh producer joe fallon and associate producer james gale we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of go gts live the hobbies web show thanks for watching everyone this show's for you we couldn't do it if you weren't here to watch have a good week good night And enjoy your World Series champion, Chicago Cubs.